In life, we have two choices, to experience or to exist. Every week, each of us makes that choice. To either seek a better way to live or to get by. Walk alongside me each week on the Strive, Seek, Find podcast as we continue to seek our own brilliant future. What's the old saying? Those who can do, those who can't teach. I'll admit that one always pisses me off. Welcome to Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. I may get a little testy when I hear that one, in part because over and over again in my life, I've walked away from teaching something with a much deeper and vibrant understanding than I had before I started. Now let's get started. For our purposes today, I'm definitely not going academic. I want to talk about an experience I've had regarding one of my girls as of late. It's not the only example I have of this. It's just a recent one, and I think it illustrates my point quite effectively. So my middle daughter, we'll call her Kay today, wanted to learn how to make one of her favorite meals, what she named crispy pork tacos when she was little. I originally called it one of the best uses for leftover pulled pork. It's really not carnitas. I'm really not sure what to call it technically, other than tasty. Anyway, it's a simple dish. Leftover pulled pork crisped up in a frying pan with spices, a slaw, a little bit of guacamole, and dinner is served. It's survival time during the bulk of the school year, and her wanting to learn is good. Each of our girls has a little recipe book, and as they learn to make things, they get to add it to their recipe book. The goal is, for the kid that doesn't lose it, and we've already had one lose it, that when they graduate from high school, they'll have their own little cookbook that they can carry on with them of family recipes to alter or to use or to get rid of as they see fit. Kind of fun idea. In this case, what makes it hard While I base what I cook on ideas or recipes, a lot of the time I make constant alterations, do things by feel rather than by measurement. This, of course, is why I would be a lousy baker. I can almost hear my wife laughing because when I do this, she very quickly writes down a recipe while I'm working on it to at least give us a base to work back over it later. In last week's case, I was teaching my daughter to make an important part of her taco experience, the spicy southwestern slaw. This recipe is a rarity for me because I based it on a recipe I found online, took some ideas I found in another spicy slaw recipe, and kind of merged it into some sort of Frankensteinian monster, which makes it more difficult, not less, because I have to remember what I changed between both recipes as I built the slaw. And because I didn't write this down, I'm making these changes, often in real time, every time. But this is where I got to learn the lesson. Kay was doing all the heavy lifting. I stepped back, gave directions, and at times helped with course corrections, letting her know she needed to cut the cabbage smaller, how many carrots was going to be enough, 
little things. With that in mind, I thought this was going to be quick and easy because even with the changes we were making as we moved through, it was black and white. It was one step after another. It was as close to, as I ever come to following a recipe. And then things shifted. She began to question what we were doing. But she wasn't questioning whether or not it should be done. But why? Why do we use both lime juice and apple cider vinegar when they're both acids? Fairly insightful question for uh, 10. Why do we use that much cumin? And how do we know if the amount of cayenne pepper is going to be overwhelming? And that much salt? It made me think. I often know that the measurement was one that I arrived at because it just tasted good and had done it often enough that I was just going through the steps rather than considering what had got me there. In other words, without considering how the relationship between flavors had been developed. All items that I didn't need to think about because for me it was a polished dish. But for someone learning how to cook, not just a dish, but how to explore food on their own terms, it was important. So through her quest for understanding, I had to consider my own assumptions and reflect. And in the process, I learned more about why I was doing what I was doing, even as I helped my daughter down the road to her own understanding. I know this is a, one simple example of something that occurs across life, but for me, it was powerful. I got as much out of the experience as she did. How about you? Have you ever had times where by teaching you learned more about something? Please share, and I will share the answers during next week's episode. Shoutouts. So this one was a special one. Shout out to Ray of the Not Before Coffee podcast. This week, she had Erica and I on to discuss Brandon Sanderson's novel Skyward. The episode drops, well, Monday, same day as this episode did. If you have an opportunity, check it out. We had a great time talking through a book. If you're not paying attention. I'm going to keep this one quick in general. The elections are still a while away, and people are tending to tune things out. Be watching what your candidates for office are doing right now. It makes the news, but tends to slide right through because of the point of the election cycle we're at. Because it doesn't matter what they say as we get close to November. It's what they do now that tells you whether they will represent you well. Are they going to promise you to fund education and gut your schools after promising to do otherwise? Are they consorting with groups that don't represent the values they are pretending to represent on the election trail? We need to know. More than ever, we have to keep our finger on the button if we're going to have our democracy. Know who is representing you and make sure they're doing the job you asked them to. Worth mentioning. So I'm going to be honest. This one interests me enough it may end up being an episode on its own merits. But in the wake of Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, sanctions are the word of the day. Seemingly the most impactful of these could be the suspension of SWIFT. A concise take on what it is and what it does comes from the BBC's Russell Houghton in an article, Ukraine Conflict, 
What is SWIFT and why is banning Russia so significant? In the article, you get a good overview of what SWIFT is and how it impacts the movement of money between banks, corporations, and countries. It doesn't move the money itself, but information about money. And these days, well, with lightning-fast economies, probably more important. It's a fascinating subject and honestly worth a deep, deeper look. But for now, go check this out. I've attached the article on Facebook and we'll post it up as well at the chancewhitmore.com website. And that concludes this edition of Strive, Seek, Find. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode or would just like to support the podcast, here are a few ways you can do it. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It will help bring more listeners to the podcast. If that isn't your style, you can buy me a coffee or purchase some merch. Links are in the podcast description. Finally, if you have ideas or feedback, please reach out to the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook or to at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great day.